Welcome to this week's podcast of Live Transformed. I'm glad that you're taking some time to be with us, but to invest in your life. It's good to have you here, Audrey. Jim, so thankful. It's been a, a little bit. We kind of missed last week, but yeah. life gets busy sometimes. Absolutely. I, but I miss doing it, man. You know, I, I always look forward to, to sharing with us, talking together, sharing, giving input into each other's lives. And then, of course, getting to share with the people. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And you know, it's interesting. We've been, we've all, we're all doing meetings and as many of you as our listeners know, and we've even met many of you, um, but we often travel, all three of us go many places to meet people, but something really cool happened, Jim. I was, uh, we were in Brampton, Ontario and it was a marriage event, but the church there opened it up to all relationships. They thought, man, everyone needs to learn about relationships. I mean, isn't that the truth? Yeah. So yeah. anyway, um, as we were there, um, there was this, you know, as a speaker, I often, I'm really reading the people in the audience and seeing their faces. And there was this one woman on the far right that just looked extremely sad, you know, like you, like you could just feel her yeah. sadness coming. And, you know, as I'm speaking, Bob and I took the morning and Bob, we really talked about heart physics that weekend as far, that morning. Remember we went deep as far as if you want great relationships, it starts with your own heart. 100%. Right. This isn't, I love to give skills of how to communicate and all that, but you got to know where you are in your heart. So anyway, it's as the morning was on, we were doing this heart, you know, just real heart connection communication. And I went directly to her at lunch hour and she said, um, she was, had been in ministry all her life and she was there alone without her husband, but she just told me that she had had a life of abuse and we had just said Bob, you had said you don't live the life you want. You live the life you deserve, you you believe you deserve. And it's all about those beliefs. But all morning she knew stuff, but those that was the morning where keys just opened cells of mm. mindsets. It was like just prison doors were being opened and she started to just get closer and closer to freedom. Like this is what I've been missing all these years. By the time lunch hour happened, she was like, like bursting with revelation. It happened, it happened. So I went with her and she just talked. I just went directly to her and she goes, thank you for coming to me. And I'm like, yeah, of course. Like I could see you transforming through the morning. And she just explained to you what had happened, that she had lived a life of abuse, like over repeatedly. And that's how heart physics works. You, whatever you have, you keep getting more of it. And she had gotten more and more abuse throughout her years. And then she just said, and then as we were speaking, she just we held each other. I said, you know, sometimes when you hold each other, just that breaking happens. You just need that person just to hold you physically. And then just all that healing came. And I started, I smiled. I said, you know what? I can see worth because of the depth of your relationship with God. It, you are, he's doing such a fast work in you today. Like this is going to be like such a momentous day in your life. I see worth, you know, the worth of the treasure of who you are starting in the very bottoms of your feet. And just, I can just see worth just flooding your entire Mm -hmm. being. And she, something broke. We had a moment and she says, you know what, Audrey, I'm an artist. And a couple weeks ago, the Lord had me just have a piece of canvas with black. And he he, I just felt in my heart to, to step into some gold paint and just put my gold footsteps on this canvas. <clears throat> so when you said you saw worth starting from the bottom of my mm. feet and working the way up, she just experienced breakthrough. Like I can't even tell you. Oh. Wow. Mm-hmm. So this morning we got back from a 10 day trip and in the mail, she had sent me this canvas. 
With, really? Yeah. So I just oh, had man. to just to tell you that. I mean, it mm-hmm. was it was one of those moments like that just makes everything worth it. When we can connect as people and to our listeners, like I know as listeners, like we're really connected. We're talking about this oh, yeah. supernatural, amazing love of God that breaks every kind of mindset that has kept us limited. And yeah, so I just wanted to tell you that it was it was amazing. So I have this this canvas now with these gold footprints. It's like oh, I can't so wait cool. to see it. <laughs> you know, you know, you made a couple uh, interesting statements in there that that are just so relevant to everything that we always talk about. Right. You know, number one, you talked about about her uh, being in bondage and the doors being open. Mm-hmm. You know, when, when uh, in Luke chapter four, and we've talked about this before. You know, Jesus started his public ministry pretty much there in in Luke chapter 4, pretty much telling the people, you know, that the starting place for everything is getting your broken heart healed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. In in other words, that's the basis for everything that God wants to do in your life. It has to start with getting getting your heart healed. And when you look at that passage, and particularly when you go back into Isaiah and look at it, <clears throat> the, when, it, when it talks about setting the captives free, I can remember as a young charismatic, you know, I was taught that that was talking about demon possession. <laughs> really? <laughs> oh yeah. But when you but when you get when you look at what that scripture is really saying, it's 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 talk in Isaiah. It goes into this concept of a person that is sitting in a darkened prison, and they don't know that the door has been opened. Ah, see, yes. G- Jesus has already opened the door. But the problem is we're sitting in the darkness oh my goodness. Yes. of our understanding mm-hmm. of what of what we have come to believe about ourselves, what we believe that we deserve, you know, mm-hmm. all of these kinds of things. And so we're sitting there in the darkness, and the problem is that we don't we don't know that the door is open. We don't know that we can actually just wow. get up and walk right, out of that. Right, right. But then, you know, he goes on to say, and recovering sight to the blind. And, and as I've told people, you know, again, you know, I was taught you know, that that was talking about physical blindness. And, and we know Jesus healed plenty of physically blind people. And, and I always kind of put this disclaimer, not trying to boost myself, but just to make sure people understand. I, you know, I've seen hundreds of blind people get healed in my wow. crusades around the wow. world. Wow. So, mm-hmm. so I'm, not, I'm not against that. But in that <laughs> passage of Scripture, that phrase, opening the eyes of the blind, is actually the should be translated as as recovering sight, hmm. and when you go when you go to the when you go over to where is it is Mark five or six where Jesus fed the five thousand, mm-hmm. and of course you got five thousand men, which means you probably had at least five thousand women, so that's ten thousand, and uh, and no telling how many kids were there, so you're probably talking about maybe a crowd of twenty or thirty thousand, hmm. and they bring him you know just a few baskets of bread and a, a few. Uh, a, just a few loaves. Now, one of the interesting things I always think about with that passage of scripture is this. If I'm standing there looking at 5,000 people, much less maybe 10, 20,000 people, and I'm going to feed them and somebody comes up and brings me just a few fish and a couple of loaves of bread and says, here you go. I, I got news for you. When I would look out there at that crowd, my heart would sink. Yeah. I mean, I mean, when you, it's just like the person's got cancer, man. Yeah. When they hear that doctor's report, when they, when they see, when they see or feel that pain, you know, when, the, when your five senses kick in and, and say, man, this is bigger 
than you are. This is bigger than your faith. This is bigger than anything that you've ever faced. You can't do this. Well, see, people start trying to operate faith before they've actually recovered sight. Mm. You know, Brother Hagen said this years ago. You know, there was so much Brother Hagen said. Now, see, Brother Hagen did not understand the heart. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the way we do. And usually he referred to the spirit as the heart. So I'm not mm-hmm. critical of him, mm-hmm. but regardless of how he defined it, he understood that you had to believe stuff in your heart, even though he might not have had a, a, yes. a good definition yeah. of the heart. Yeah, sure. And, you know, Brother Hagen used to tell people all the time, don't try to get people to pray the prayer of faith until they believe in their heart. Mm-hmm. And, <clears throat> and so you know, Jesus didn't just grab that fish and, and those loaves of bread and, and, and just suddenly, you know, start commanding them to multiply. It says that he took them and he looked up into heaven. And in the Greek, you have that phrase when it, when it says he looked into heaven of that exact same phrase from Luke chapter four, where it says recovering sight. So he, so he's seeing the thousands of people. He's seeing the size of the problem. He's looking at his limited resources, and he's understanding, as long as I see this from my natural perspective, I, I, can't, I can't do this. Mm-hmm. Now, let me put a little, interject a little parentheses in here. You know, <clears throat> I've taught for years and years about the glory of God. As a matter of fact, the whole basis of essential heart physics, the 30-day life renewal program, is revolves around Christ in you is the hope of glory. Now, that word, that word glory, both in the Greek and the Hebrew, have a meaning of you know, splendor, of greatness, of majesty, of brilliance, brightness. Mm-hmm. In other words, in other words, that it all has some reference to ways that God manifests in the natural world. But when you get down to the core of what glory is in both the Hebrew and the Greek word, you realize that, that the glory of God is the view, the opinion, and therefore the reality, the way God sees it. In other words, how God sees something is the reality. Uh-huh. And, and uh, you know, I won't even go into the full concept of the whole Hebrew letters and what all they mean, but basically, basically, it gets into the same kind of concept of, of of a portal into another realm where you connect to something that is beyond this realm, and and uh, and and it's based on you know God and His greatness and His splendor, and it happens from connecting your heart to His heart. You know, I mean, it, it gets really, really vast. So. So Jesus, as a man, tempted in every way as we are, which if he's tempted in every way that I am, he was standing there going, oh, man, I got a problem. <laughs> I got a bunch of angry people, <laughs> and, and there's not a 7-Eleven within walking distance here, and I got to feed these people, you know? <clears throat> and so, so what he had to do is he had to reconnect his heart to God's heart, and that's what he did when he looked into heaven. And when he looked into heaven and reconnected himself to God, he was able to look at that circumstance through God's eyes. Yes. And that was the reality. Yes, that, yes. And so what's interesting is, and, and you know, I, I've actually got a new book on prayer that I hope to release maybe 
around the first of the year. Good. But, but but what's really interesting is he did not pray for God to do anything. Really? He didn't yeah. he didn't say God multiply this. He blessed it. See, once he could see Whoa. the reality that God could see, then he was able, which how, this is how we're supposed to do it, then he was able as a person with authority on planet Earth okay. to speak yes. to it yes. and say, and say, this is the reality that I choose. Okay, this is just, really, really impacting me right now. I mean, this is because we, this is our part in it. We, he yeah. was the one that blessed it. Yeah, exactly. You know, people talk to me all the time about, you know, one of the really interesting things people talk to me about is, is intercessory prayer. Right. And, and, um, and it's amazing. And most people that I know that are good, godly people that are in intercessory prayer, they're asking God to do something he's already done. But they don't see it as being done. They don't see the end from the beginning. They, they don't see that person that, that they're praying for and, and, and from God's perspective. And most of what we're asking God to do, we should be speaking ourselves because we see it in our own heart. Because remember, when yes. God spoke the world into existence, when, by, when, the God, when, when God said, let there be, we know that, that the Hebrew indicates that the emphasis was not on the spoken word, as we have been taught. The emphasis is that the spoken word was based on what had already been conceived and experienced in his own heart. And see, if we would connect to God and see things from his perspective, I'm talking about heart-to-heart -heart connection yes, here. Yes, 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 yes. If we connect to God and see things from his perspective, then, then blessing those things or speaking to those situations or what we call experiencing the manifestation would really be just as common as breathing for us. Yes. Hmm. Okay, so you know, Bob, how every yeah. you know, you know my lifestyle, and you know that probably one of the things I do every day is is read and memorize decrees that are blessing, you know, and mm -hmm. and you know, the other day I was just decreeing God's blessing over my life of his his healing, his happiness, prosperity, abundance, favor, protection, safety counsel, wisdom. I'm just praying, but I'm seeing what it looks sure. like on my life. But then when I prayed over my kid's life, I just literally mm. see them with this God's huge ability and power, even just changing maybe the frown on their face. And with his huge hand, he's just putting a smile on one of my kids' faces. And I mm -hmm. I see their smile. I see the blessing on their life. Yep. And you as see I'm the seeing, end result. Yes, I'm seeing the end result of God and counsel being beside them as they're walking and speaking into their life. And I see these things, but as I'm blessing, I feel like I'm just participating with what God has already done, already promised, what we've already inherited. But I feel the importance and the significance of me doing my part. Like, yep. I feel that this is extremely valuable time well spent is just thinking about heavenly things mm. and thinking yeah. about what's actually happening in the heaven. And Colossians 3 just literally says, Think about heavenly things. Don't think about earthly things. And I'm like, well, it says it black and white. I mean, we could be thinking. I think basically restored sight is to see through those yeah. eyes of heaven rather than to, seeing. It's to look through that portal. Yes, you, mm -hmm. you totally know what I mean. You know, one of the letters, the Dalit in, in, in Hebrew, which is in the, the Hebrew word for glory, 
is is to is to look through a portal okay. and to see something you know from another perspective to see something on mm-hmm. the other side. Yeah, yeah. Now, now, here's the amazing thing: is we think that those individual miracles. Mm-hmm. Now you know, and I'm anytime I think about miracles, I mean, I'm I'm I, I'm I, my mind just races back to standing in the jungle on a on a big rock <laughs> like I did many times you know with a thousand or two or three thousand or five thousand however many people would be there and sometimes it was just a hundred it didn't matter to me yeah. you know I just I would just go out in these jungle places where they'd never heard the gospel and and find me a stump and climb up on it and, <laughs> and with a translator and start preaching you know and uh by the way one of the, one of the ways we I mean, we had a lot of interesting ways to draw a crowd, but one of the things that we used to do is go to the fish markets because this is where the fishermen would go out and fish all night, and then they would come in and they would trade their fish for rice and grain that the farmers grew. Mm-hmm. And so so uh, the fish market, there were always people there, and we would go in and rent a booth like we were going to sell products, and uh, and I just preach. And, and the people had to listen because they... <laughs> <laughs> they had to come there and do business. But my mind goes back to, uh, golly, watching cripples jump up off of the bed and, and walk, you know, watching, you know, a, a leper get new skin, mm-hmm. you know, watching a wow. paralyzed person suddenly start moving their arms and frailing their arms around when before, you know, they were just frozen in place and couldn't move it. Now, see, we all think that's the glory of God. That is not the glory of God. Mm-hmm. And sadly, we are like the children of Israel. We think that the miraculous is found in seeking the miraculous. Hmm. When in reality, the miraculous is found in seeing the God of the miraculous as he really is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm, wow. I'm actually crying because yeah. that's just it. Like we, we seek the miraculous, but it's him. And, it, and I feel like there's as much of a miracle as me visualizing a, a decree and that happening. I feel like the miracle is so, that is the miraculous happening, you know, mm-hmm. right in that moment. Mm-hmm. Moses is in, in attempting to lead the children of Israel. Yeah. You know, into into a land of promise from a land of slavery. And in the process, I mean, things get messy. Yeah. And it's like, God is are these really the people? <laughs> you know, <laughs> is this really the nation and the people that you want? You know, you know, when I was a pastor, I asked God that same question a few times. <laughs> it's just like, really? And and in this he then begins to pray and he begins to ask God. He says, he begins to say, show me your glory, you know, mm-hmm. show me your glory. And, uh, and that happens, you know, in John 17, I mean, sorry, in Exodus uh, 33, but then in John 17, Jesus knowing the relationship that he had with the father and the love relationship that they had, his prayer is as well. Father, might you show them the glory? And it's the relationship that we have. And if we can begin to understand 
the glory revealed through a relationship. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're all talking about. That's what, that that is yeah, the glory yep, revealed through a relationship. Through a relationship, and we're and I think sometimes limited in our thinking that oh, yes, it, something spectacular, right? You know, something out of the quote natural must take place, but. Jesus really, he knew. He, he was just like, Father, might they really know how you and I are one, that they might be one? Yes. And then the world sees us in a whole new, different light. Totally, Bob. That's profound because we assume that glory is seen through the miraculous, but glory is seen through our relationship, in our relationship. And, and you know, you, you, so have, good. you know, this kind of gets into, you know, people think that, that our mission statement is just a marketing statement or, you know, and our statement is changing the way the world sees God. Yeah. And, you know, I've, I've had, I can't tell you how many hundreds of emails I've gotten. It's like, why, why we got to see God different? You know, <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> no, really. I mean, I, I, I've had people Sorry. get upset about it, you know, and, uh, but, but, you know, you, you know, you know, you stop and think, we talked about this earlier, you know, in our discussion, you know, the children of Israel, they saw God defeat all of the gods of the Egyptians. And what we fail to understand also is that Pharaoh himself was a god. He was considered pretty much the offspring of the sun god. Right. And so for, for God to conquer Pharaoh, besides the frog god and, 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 the, and all those other gods, you know, besides all them, I mean, this was showing that God was supreme to every deity yeah. that the world worshiped. Every and then, deity and every world yeah. power. I mean, that was the world yeah. power. Yeah. And then, and then, you know, so God delivers them and they see the miracle of crossing the Red Sea. Can you imagine that one? I mean, oh, seriously, <clears throat> can you really imagine that? Wow. Uh, you know, I, I would have loved to see that. And then, you know, and then they get in the wilderness they got the fire at night, the pillar mm-hmm. of fire at night guiding mm-hmm. them, and the cloud by day. You know, I've heard these goofy theologians say, well, what there was was there was probably an earth, I mean, a volcano off in the distance. <laughs> and they were, and so they were seeing that, that smoke and that fire. No, that's kind of not, that's kind of <laughs> not how it's described. But then they were getting up every day and eating manna. And then they saw all other kinds of miracles along the way. And then they get to Mount Sinai. And and Moses goes up on the mountain to meet with God, and and they hear the thunderings and they see the lightning, and then of course then they get then they uh, uh, they institute the the tabernacle worship and the sacrifices and and they see God, you know uh, they see God ignite the first fire, mm-hmm. the first sacrifice that was ever given. God Himself ignited that fire. And for the rest of history, every other sacrifice was started with that fire. They always took coals from that altar hmm. and used those to ignite the fires for all of the sacrifices. Wow. And there's a lot of lot of symbology in that, in that, in that this this was always based on something that God initiated. God mm-hmm. wanted this connection with God with man. But anyhow. You know, you look at all this stuff. You look at the miracle of, of people getting healed that were bitten by the fiery serpents. I mean, you could just go down the list. Now, I, I don't know about you, but I can remember as a new believer thinking, man, if we could just see that kind of stuff today, mm-hmm. then, 
you know, then we'd all believe. We'd all, you know, we'd mm. all have faith. Mm. Well, they saw it and they didn't have yeah, faith. Yeah, I was going to say, but would we? But would, <laughs> yeah, would, we, exactly. would yeah. we really? You know, something I, some, from seeing so many miracles, something I came to realize pretty early in, in all of this was anything you perceive through your five senses, you can, you can lose it as a reality pretty quickly. I mean, you can see a miracle. And, you know, I mean, I, I can remember one time I was, I'd only been saved a few years. I was down in Louisiana and man, I was back in the backwoods and, and we were, we had a revival going. I mean, it was, it was crazy. Uh, uh, matter of fact, there's a church down there today that was started from just me and one of my buddies traveling around the Southeastern United States doing street ministry, you know? Mm -hmm. And so <clears throat> I remember, I remember one night, you know, uh, they brought this kid over as crippled and never walked. He was probably about three years old. There was two miracles. Not only did he get healed, but he walked. I mean, mm -hmm. he had never walked before. You know, that's not, wow. That, wow. That, that's, that, a, that's a miracle that's itself. That's amazing. Yes. But you know something, by the next day in my mind, I was thinking, well, maybe he just wasn't as bad as we thought he was. Maybe, yeah. you know, you know what I mean? Anything you get through your five senses, those same five senses can dissuade you of, of what you saw or if it really happened the way that you thought it And, and really you know what happened. else, Jim? You can start to get used to it and then it's not a miracle anymore. Like anything that, you know, has this definition of a miracle, yeah. once you've seen it a few times, it's not as spectacular. Like oh. I I'm actually just even thinking of the miracle of a baby being born. Like yeah. anyone, everyone in the world gets to experience that. Like a baby, a brand new baby. That is like the biggest miracle to me. But we're mm -hmm. so used to it and we take it so for granted. They were like, yeah, of course a baby was born. Like, what are you talking about? You know, of course. Yeah, it happens every day, yeah. Yeah, it happens all the time. It's like, but it, but it's a miracle. Like, You know, I was, I was doing a crusade one time and, uh, and you know, we all, all these people knew each other. I mean, because, you know, they all lived in the same area. And so, you know, when you got a testimony, everybody knew it was real. Somebody came, to, right. came and shared a testimony. And so... A woman, you know, they were inviting people up to share what had happened in their lives, and 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 I saw I saw him sending this woman away, and she didn't share her testimony, hmm. and so I turned to my interpreter and I said, "What, you know, yeah, why did you send her they, away? Yeah, why did why did they send her away? I mean, was she lying? And here's what he said: He said it was just another blind person that gotten healed." We had seen so many. We had so many it's blind just people. Blind one. Yeah. Oh my we had had God. so many blind people get healed in that crusade. Wow! That it was like we, we need some. We need some fresher testimonies. We need some new, 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 new material. Yeah. So yeah, wow. you're, you're you're right. Any anything can become common. But right. He, but here's the deal. Here, here's where it gets really significant. Okay. You know, Bob quoted that scripture from uh, Numbers. I mean, from uh, uh, um, Exodus thirty three. Exodus thirty three. Yeah, yeah. Is Exodus 33, mm -hmm, 18? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, what's interesting is the children of Israel were satisfied with what they could get through their five senses. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's just like, you know, in America today, and I don't know how it is in, in Canada, but I, I would imagine it's the same, you know, in, in all of North America and probably other countries. Right now, people who are praying for a revival— they're praying for like an Azusa Street revival. They're praying for a, 
you know, another healing revival. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, I, I asked this question. I was, I was in Victoria a couple of weeks ago. By the way, have great hello to all the people yes, in Victoria that came to meet him. I'm telling yes. you, we, we just, I love going there. Just some of the greatest mm-hmm. people. And so, but I asked this question. I said, okay, out of all the revivals that have taken place, what what is the only revival that's ever taken place in America that actually made any change at all? Like actually change society, lasting change that impacted culture. Yeah. And, and of course, you know, it was like the Azusa Street, the Healing Revival, the Charismatic Revival. Toronto People Blessing. Were, you know, yeah, Toronto Blessing, all that kind of stuff. Did you know that not one of those has had a significant enough impact on North America that you can even measure it? The, the numbers are so small. They're negligible. You can't even come up with, you can't even come up with any real proof that it had any real effect on America, North America. Mm-hmm. But you know, you, you know what the one revival was that did. Well, that yeah. Was, well, we yeah. we do because we were you in the do. meeting. We yeah. we heard yeah. you. You told us at Heart Physics Weekend. Yeah. yeah. Is it, it, it was the Jesus movement? It was the Jesus movement. And the Jesus movement was not founded on. The miraculous. I mean, you stop and think every church in North America that's considered a spirit filled church worships, their worship style is based on what happened in the Jesus movement. Totally. I mean, and and by the way, I was in that back in the days when they called that kind of music devil music and all that kind of stuff. (laughs) But the point is, the Jesus movement was all about really about relationships, it was all about intimacy with God and relationships. Exactly. And it was about scripture. I remember in the 70s, all oh, yeah. we sang was scripture. And what back to the beginning of this podcast, we were blessing ourselves. We were blessing yeah. each other. We were blessing God through scripture and, and decrees that were founded in God's word uh-huh. and promises. I mean, I mean, I had so much scripture memorized by the time I was eight years old, just by the songs I knew. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, it's oh, yeah. It really was a John 17. Yeah, type of yeah. movement. No, yeah. Oh, can we pray People for that to happen? Experiencing love now, I could with get, one another, and I could. Ex- it was love, peace, Jesus, right. and maybe some rock and roll. But you know, <laughs> <laughs> I could get excited about praying for that kind of revival again. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. they, me, me like too. you want to start, you want to start believing and seeing heaven come down in Jesus, because I'm convinced that you don't have to convince anybody about Jesus. He is so amazing, so good. As soon as you get a glimpse of him. I don't have to well, persuade anybody. All of these other revivals have presented this concept that this these miracles are the glory of God, but I can still talk to you like you're a dog. I can still be rude. Mm-hmm. I can still not pay my bills. I can still want to be treated like I like I'm entitled. You know, I, I can still live an ungodly life because I'm getting miracles, and and you know that's all the proof that the world needs. But of course, that's not what Jesus said. Jesus said, you know, when you love one another. So the, the these children of Israel that were satisfied with manifestations, and and to me, manifestations. I'm not putting manifestations down. But manifestations are not a true reflection of the glory of God. Right. And so what's interesting is they're all satisfied, but they all backslid. 
I mean, I mean, the whole nation backslid, and and you know, only only uh, what Joshua and Caleb were the only two that went into the promised land <laughs> out of that group, yeah, because they were satisfied with the externals, and they thought yeah. if they saw the externals, that they had seen God, and that, that and that was all they needed to know about God. Oh, and but externals are nothing compared to the heavenlies. No. Like compared to what you experience in the heavenlies, externals yeah. are so sub. You know what I mean? They're just not. Yeah. As, yeah. But when Moses was praying in Exodus 33, and he says, he says, show, show me your glory. Uh, some Greek, I mean, some Hebrew scholars indicate that the proper way to translate that would be more like, show me the real you. Wow. In other words, I want to see you as you really are. I, I, because you can see the things that God does and still miss who he is. Yeah. And it's the it's who he is, in his character and his nature that is the glory of God. That yeah. is the most significant manifestation. That is the glory of God yeah. of who he is, and that is what transforms us. And and that is when we connect with that, producing the miracles is pretty easy. You know, when we connect mm-hmm. with who God is and discover who we are, then walking through this earth like Jesus is not that big of a thing. It really isn't. When you can already see it and experience it in the heavenlies, in your secret place, over and over again, when you actually see it happen in person, it's like almost like, well, yeah, of course it happened. It, it's happened a million yeah. times already it, as I was blessing, you know, and so to see it actually happen, sure, we're grateful, but it, it's not like it shocks us because it, it, no. it's, it's, of course it's going to happen. Yeah. You know, when Summer was in the hospital giving birth, uh, one of her kids was breech. Uh-huh. I don't remember. I don't remember which one it was. And uh, <clears throat> so, it, I mean, it, it was you know, you know, when you're in labor and they're you know they're trying to stop your labor because a child is breech. I mean, it's pretty you know it's it's pretty serious. And they're looking at having to going to cesarean and that sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Because the, because the baby can die. I mean, it can mm-hmm. kill them. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, so I was I was I actually walked out of the room just connected to God, pictured in my heart this baby turning in her womb. Mm. So I walked back into the room, didn't say anything to anybody, didn't make mm-hmm. any big pronouncements. I just I just kind of walked over, laid yeah. my hands, both yeah. my hands on, on her stomach, and didn't make any big deal out yeah. of it. And I just, actually, I, all I did was I said, turn. Yeah. I didn't say, God, get her to turn, get him to turn. Yeah. I didn't say, God, of, make yeah. this happen. I just said, turn. Well, my son-in-law, who, uh, I mean, if if he was a believer at all, was very not much of a believer. But but anyhow, <laughs> um, he was the only one that was paying attention to what I was doing. Everybody else was kind of in a panic. Mm-hmm. And so so when I raised my eyes up, w- we were looking at each other straight in the eyes, and he said, "You just made that baby turn, didn't you?" I said, "Yeah," and. I'm telling you, within seconds, the nurse says, all right, he's turned, start pushing again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you see, there was no feeling, number one, of me being anything important. There was no feeling of something out of the ordinary happening because I just had the chance before I walked into that room to see the reality that God saw. And got to bring that reality, that glory here. 
And, and it's all about his love, his passion. People say, well, well, if he loves us, why doesn't that happen all the time? Well, because if we're not connecting to it and seeing it, we're, we're the vessels that have to initiate it here on earth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, and that's what makes John 17 really so powerful. And even the disciples, as as they were having conversation with Jesus, you know, really saying, Jesus, don't go. You know, like, mm-hmm. I mean, this is the greatest thing that's ever happened. And Jesus says, unless I go to the Father, then the Holy Spirit cannot come. Mm-hmm. And the Holy Spirit will come and reveal all these things That's to right. you. That's true. He'll yep. reveal to you the relationship that I have with the Father mm-hmm. and the relationship that you can have with me. And the relationship, you see, the Holy Spirit is going to come. And so when we take a look at the the Jesus movement that came, mm-hmm. what really followed after that was, you know, that the charismatic movement of mm-hmm. of of the empowerment of the Holy Spirit in a believer's life mm-hmm. and to affect our every day. To affect our every day. And mm-hmm. so will the will the miracles, you know, sustain you? That's I think, you know, the question um, yeah. you know, that we're kind of looking at here is, you know, what will what will really bring substance? What will really sustain your life? Yeah. What's really going to result in in a um an abiding peace uh and, and joy within your heart? Yep. Is it just this external, or will it be what you experience? And that's what mm-hmm. uh, Jesus said in John 17, that they might experience yeah. the love that we have, yeah. the love that he had you know, with the Father. Because he's like, now they see that the Father has sent me. Now I want them to experience this love yeah. that we have. Yeah. And that's glorious. That's glorious, Bob. That that just sums it up all right there. I think I think we're kind of out of time on this podcast. Are we? I, I'm kind of sad about it, but I'm not looking at time. I have. How does anyone know how long we've been yeah, doing? Yeah, we've been this? going about, yeah. about 38 minutes. Oh, that's yep. A, that's, yep. that's good. <laughs> and our listeners He's are joking. like, well, uh, well, "What are you guys doing?" <laughs> but um, I just I want I love miracles. Yes, I really yeah. do. Yeah, uh, I I um. I, I want to see. I want to see more of of those things, you know, being a part of my life, and but as well when I see relationships restored, mm-hmm. um, when I see a person that's tormented in thoughts, um, you know, of 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 rage and unforgiveness and bitterness, when I see you know relationships healed, um, I th- I think that's you know what we're coming coming to is that. The children of Israel, they just kept wanting to see their external needs met. Yep. But the prayer that Moses had, he says, but I really want to. I don't want to just see your hand. I don't want to mm-hmm. just see your deeds. I don't want to see. I want to know you, the one who is behind this. I want to know your ways. I want to know the way that you think. I want to know the intentions of your heart. Yes. And, you see, and that's what Jim was sharing, you. you know, in that story. You know, as he entered that delivery room, was Father, what's the intention of your heart here? Yes. What's going on? Can yes. I see, you know, through that portal? Can yes. I begin that's to see it, things from a different perspective? Mm-hmm. Will you be willing to show that to me? And then everything will change. That's when the baby turns. That's when that girl that I just told you guys about at the beginning of the podcast, when when she was able to see the the key the, the prison doors were already open and she started to walk out 
she saw that worth that gold of the worth of the treasure just yeah. coming through her entire yeah. being her entire every day of her life will be a miracle because she knows oh, yeah. who she yeah. is that she can see now how valuable she is to yeah. the lord and she's not worthy of abuse she's worthy of being cherished and adored well go, you know going back to the Luke 4 which we applied to that, that example you stop and think once you recover sight, once your eyes are open, mm-hmm. then you can walk out of any prison door. Yes, that's it. Yes. And the the light that opens your mm-hmm. eyes any prison is, door. is when you see, know, and connect to heart to heart to God as he really is. And that's what Moses wanted. Moses said, look, I appreciate all this good stuff you're doing. I, I like <clears throat> what it says that, in Hebrews, and I forgot where else it says it, but it says that children of Israel saw God, what was it? They saw his deeds, but Moses knew Moses his ways. ways. Yeah. yeah. And, I, you know, that, that's who Ooh. I want to be. And I want to be the, the person that knows yes. his ways because, because I know him. Yes. Yeah. And then any prison door can be open. Then whatever light needs to be turned on, it'll be. It gives us 100% access to everything of God is. Yep. When we, when it gets to be our normal to see through that portal, when that becomes our actual normal approach to every day that is a gift to us, and we are on an assignment that day, when we start to live like that, that's living literally in the miraculous every moment. That's, yep. that's, when, that's when we get to know him. Yeah. And, and again, I mean, just reaffirming, you know, the things that we've talked about today, Colossians 1.27, when God's glory, when his view and opinion really does become our reality, mm-hmm. when, you're, when you're in a place of pain, it all, a lot of times all you're seeing is, is, is through that lens of pain. Yeah. Yep. You see people, you see your circumstance, you see your future, you see your past, all yes, through that lens everything. of pain. Mm-hmm. And when you're able to step outside of that and begin to say, you know, Father, I really need to see your perspective here. Um, I'm, I'm hurting. You know, I'm disappointed. I have been betrayed. I'm confused, whatever it might be. But if you can begin to remove yourself from that place of pain and begin to say, Father, would you show me your glory? Can I begin to see things from your point of view? Can, would, would you allow me to you know, get a glimpse of this? And then that's where the divine exchange begins to happen of my life for his life. That's the miracle. My ways for mm-hmm. his. Yeah, that's the beauty uh, of this. And, and you know, essential heart physics was absolutely key mm-hmm. in establishing this foundation mm-hmm. in my heart and mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. And it has, it has, you know, all these years just really helped me in my experiencing his ways yes. that I might walk in his miracles. Yes. If, if you can say it that way. But, but, uh, but essential heart physics was a key 30 day mm-hmm. program that I have done many times again and again. And I think, you know, for our listeners today, if you really want to take that journey, mm-hmm. I can't encourage you enough uh, to take a look at the website, livetransform.com, as well as Impact Ministries, and just take a look at the Heart Physics program mm-hmm. and make that 
30-day investment. Yeah. Let that possibly be a Christmas gift to yourself. Yeah. Yep. yeah. No, Absolutely. really. That would just yeah. be awesome. You, yeah. you know, don't let don't let uh, the investment, you know, uh, deter you, but mm-hmm. let that be a Christmas totally gift agree. to your yes. life. Yeah. And uh, I just, you know, today, you know, the direction that we've gone, the conversations that mm-hmm. we've had, I am thrilled for you. Yes. Because if you'll discipline yourself and mm-hmm. if you work through this program, and it might take you several months, <laughs> but if you begin to work through, all of a sudden you'll begin to experience that divine exchange mm-hmm. and life. All of a sudden you do begin to experience effortless victory. So true. Yeah. Thanks for yep. making that heart physics program. And actually the other the other product I want to mention for those of you is my Wake Up Smiling 40-Day Devotional because that mm-hmm. entire book is about thinking about heavenly things and seeing through that portal. That's basically what that book is about and how it has just changed my every single day. Mm-hmm. And I do wake up smiling. That's basically yeah. it. Yeah, we just spent some time with my dad and his wife and she's a um, a, a wonderful person. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But her God oh. concept, no, no. But her God concepts are fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very you know, fun. To have, Very to have, interesting. To have yes. uh, conversations. But with... she reads my books. You know, so she she says, so I talk, and her name is B. You know, so she goes, Granny I, B. I talked to Spirit B today, and I was like, what are you talking about? She goes, you know, from your book, and I'm like, oh, okay, gotcha. <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking there was a Spirit Bumblebee like going around. I didn't know. <laughs> but yeah, wake up smiling. Audrey's book is is available. As well, and what oh, it's a great man. gift book, Jim. I love how this are there. I love how this podcast has has this this episode has mm-hmm. evolved. Mm-hmm. Like just that Good. whole thing about glory and yeah. And for our listeners, I'm very excited for you in the journey that you're going to be on. Well, maybe we can take it in, in some more so, uh, some more practical application next week. Okay. Okay. Sounds like I a like great it. plan. All like right, it. listeners, we love you, love you, love you. You are friends, and we can't wait to touch base and connect with you again next week but thank you for joining us thank you for everything that you do to seek god not just for what he does but for who he is and uh, we'll see you next time have a great week bye-bye